This is Sunday Rewind. Take it back now, y'all. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now, here are your hosts, Tom Stevens and Mike Melby. Welcome back, hour number two, Husker Rewind. Mike Melby, Tom Stevens here in studio at 11th and 0. Within the next 20, Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald will talk uh, more Husker football recruiting with Evan and maybe get a sneak peek a little bit. Baseball is going to be here before you know it. And Evan covers baseball for the Omaha World Herald as well. But I do want to hit on the game tomorrow night, the national title game, Michigan in Houston versus Washington, the darlings maybe of college football this year. Michael Penix and those wide receivers against that defense for Michigan. Um, how do you see it going? Um, I, I'm worried that Michigan is so dominant up front. And I'm worried that they're the top ranked defense in the country. And I'm not, I'm both offensively and defensively, though. Their offense, their lines are just amazing. Um, I, I think the key, and it's, it's, uh, what's the old saying? Thanks, tips. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give you one of those where you're going to go, thanks, tips, like state the obvious. But both teams have 16 picks on the year. However, um, Michigan has forced 13 fumbles. Washington has only forced six. And that's forced fumble, not recovered fumbles. But that tells me a little bit about Washington's defense and Michigan's and Michigan's being more opportunistic. And that tells me that Michigan probably wins this thing. Every ounce of my being wants Washington to win. Um, I like what Caleb DeWore is just a good guy. Yeah, Caleb DeWore, he's he's a great guy. He's in Nebraska. You think back, they could probably could have had him. Um, well, I'll take the guy we got. I, I'll, I'll definitely take so, the guy we but, have, but we've floundered up until now. Yeah. Uh, and probably could have had DeBoer a few years ago. Um, but I, I just think he's a great football coach. Very likable. Both teams 14-0. and it's, it's really a contrast in styles. Michael Penix played as well against Texas as any quarterback I had seen. Up until the game management at the end of that game, and that really wasn't on him. That was the coaching staff. Just take a knee and, and win that oh, game. Oh, I know. Um, but that offensive line for Washington is really, really good. What They won the Joe Moore Award. Penix has only been sacked 11 times all year. Yeah. Uh, but they haven't faced a defense like Michigan's. They're deeper. They're better off the edge than, than Texas is. But Washington's got a great offensive line. They're loaded at wide receiver. Um, <laughs> but I didn't think that Texas was very patient in the running game. They averaged eight yards a carry against Washington's defense. And Washington's defense is awful. In some cases. Yeah. Um, they're serviceable. I mean, they get off the field sometimes, but they're like 87th in the country. And Michigan was running the football. I, I'd say run the football and keep it away from Michael Penix. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and that's how I think you beat them. And I think Michigan will be much more patient running the football against Washington's defense. Well, I think they will. And, and you've got a back that just, you know, carry number one through five for Blake Corum. You're he's like, a stud. he's a good back. And then Blake or uh, carry. Five through ten, you're like, boy, he's a really good yeah. back. And then from like carry eleven on, you're just like, holy smokes, uh, he he does. He gets better with the game. He kind of gets that feel for it. The guy I think that's going to be kind of an X factor uh, for Michigan is going to be uh, Sandra Still. Uh, I think he's got five or six picks on the year. Hmm. Um, he's a guy that just he makes plays when they need to be made. You know, you're watching a game and it's back and forth, 
and you say to me, man, somebody needs to step up and make a play. And then the very next play, Sandra still comes up, forces a fumble, gets a pick, big hit, whatever it is, a pass, <clears throat> pass breakup. But he's a guy that to me is going to be the X factor for Michigan. And that's, I think he's going to be one of the reasons why they win. Um, again, I'm pulling for Washington, but I think Michigan wins this thing. Um, um well, Michael Penix is is great, and he and he throws a great deep ball. He threw in the windows that there was very little uh, to throw into, and was he didn't get sacked uh, in that game, but he was under duress the entire game. Um, Thirty eight pass attempts uh, versus Texas, sixteen pressures, uh, but he completed sixty percent of his passes. Again, great wide receivers. He's thrown thirty five TDs, nine picks this year. Um, J.J. McCarthy's had a very good year as well, but they don't ask him to do as much at quarterback. He's had 22 touchdown passes and only four picks. Penix, 4,600 yards this season. Uh, J.J. McCarthy, just 2,800 yards. Um, but I just think Michigan doesn't need to be dynamic defensively or, or offensively, I should say. Their defense is so good. Well, and, and as you mentioned, they control the line of scrimmage with both their offensive and defensive lines. Yeah, and the how does that Michigan you know, defensive backfield line up and work against, uh, is it Odunia's? Yes. And uh, Jalen Polk. Like th- those two well over, they're both over 1,200 yards. I, I know Odunia's uh, has got Adunia's like 15, might be the best wide receiver in the entire country. Yeah, yeah. And then Polk is close to 1,200 yards right. or at least like 1,150 or something. That's why I say it's a contrast <laughs> in styles. Uh, Michigan has allowed seven pass TDs all season long. Now, how many has Penix thrown? 35? 35. Yeah. Um, but l- let's face it. Uh, they faced a really porous schedule early on, did Michigan, and some really bad Big Ten offenses. Um, but that's a they stepped up when they had to against Alabama. Yeah. The one thing that gets lost is with, with Michael Penix is um, Dylan Johnson for Washington. I mean, he had, he had 1,100 yards this year. Yeah. You know, it's it, people kind of... All they talk about is is Michael Penix Jr. I, I get it. The dude was insane. But Dylan Johnson, 1,100 yards, 1,150 whatever yards and 16 touchdowns. I mean, he's a guy that they can lean on. Um, he had a, well over 200 carries too. So um, it's, it's going to be, I hope it's a great game. And if it is a great game, I'll tell you right now, if it's a great game and it's close, I kind of think Washington wins. I yeah, just If you let them hang around. Yeah, I just don't know if they can. I don't know if they can stop Blake Corum in that rushing attack. Hmm. And I, I just have a feeling that it's going to be three long touchdown drives in the first half and 250 yards of rushing by Michigan, and it's yeah. going to be 21-7. Yeah, I, it's and, going to be tough to match those semifinal games. Those were two great uh, semifinal yeah. matchups. But usually once you get it this far, <laughs> the, the championship game sometimes doesn't live up to the hype. Uh, but this feels like it could. Um Again, it's just so fascinating, the style difference. Uh, We'll see how it goes. Uh, I do want to get to the Big Ten Blitz. A few basketball games to talk about within the league. Thursday night, Michigan State uh, improves to 9-5 overall. They just drilled Penn State uh, 92-61. Malik Hall, 24 points. Tyson Walker had 22. Uh, Michigan State has really played good basketball since not playing such good basketball early in the season. Yeah, You can make an argument they're as good as anybody in the league. Purdue is obviously the best team. 
and maybe Wisconsin right there, but you could argue Michigan State number three. Well, and I will if we when when we get to the ranking because it's one that people could sit there and laugh. I know Michigan State's one and two right now, but if if I'm ranking them, I've got Purdue, Wisconsin, Michigan State one, two, three. Uh, Minis- I, I think Michigan State's that good. Uh, Minnesota over Michigan. I, I said it on this show. I I thought Minnesota is better than people were giving them credit for. A lot of people had Minnesota as the worst team in the league to start the year, but they're eleven and three. And they beat Michigan on the road uh, the other night, 73-71. Michigan, though, is really struggling. Um, yeah, they're not good this year. I don't no, know what's Penn, going on. Penn State beat them today, 79-73. to yeah. um, I, I wonder if they might make a change at the head coaching position at well, Michigan. Well, he's, he's been out because yeah. of the, the – yeah. He's had some issues yeah, health-wise. So, uh, um, I never did see the final. I'll have to look it up. Uh, Maryland and Minnesota today. Maryland was dominating early. We'll look that up. Um, on Friday night, Purdue, number one in the country, beat Illinois. Um, but that was a pretty good game. They beat him 83 to 79 or 78. Again, no Terrence Shannon, uh, for Illinois, but they're still the ninth ranked team in the country. They're 11 and three on the year. Purdue has just lost one game. I believe that was, uh, to Northwestern earlier and they're three and one boy. If Nebraska could pull that off. Oh Yeah. Uh, on Tuesday night, that would be huge. By the way, 7.34 to go on the second half. Minnesota 49, Maryland 45. Oh, they came back. Kind of similar. Because Maryland had a big lead in yeah. that. So, big still, lead. Still seven and a half to go. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was 29-22 uh, at halftime, Maryland. Uh, yes, I got a couple games, okay. too. I'll throw All out right. there. Iowa beat Rutgers yesterday, 86-77. That's their first conference win. They sit 9-6 and six overall, 1-3 and three in the conference. Rutgers 8-6, and 0-3 oh in the conference. Peyton Stanford... Uh, or Sanford hit five threes and scored 24 for Iowa. Ben Crikey had 19 and 10 as well. Uh, Mawatmag led the way for Rutgers with 24 and 10. And then Indiana bounced back from their loss to Nebraska last Wednesday to knock off Ohio State in Bloomington yesterday, 71-65. Malik Renault scores 19 of his 23 in the second half. And former Nebraska commit Xavier Johnson, second game back from injury, got it on track against uh, against Ohio State, whereas he was not necessarily on track against Nebraska. He has 18 yesterday. Jamison Battle leads Ohio State 17-9. and uh, The Buckeyes 12-3 and overall, 2-2 two and two in the conference. Indiana 11-4 and and 3-1 and one in the conference. Okay, so how do you rank? Just g- give me your top five okay. right now in the league. Purdue, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Indiana, Northwestern, and I know I have Indiana above Nebraska. I think Indiana is at the end of the season, going to be a better team than Nebraska. I know Nebraska just woodshedded them. That's it. It is what it is. For right now, though, I think Indiana. I'm going to put them at four. Northwestern at five, and then I've got Nebraska right now in that that eight nine range. Uh, I've obviously got Purdue at fourteen and one, uh, the number one ranked team in the country. Number one, Wisconsin's really good. Uh, this is a much better team. I think they started three and zero last year in the league. They're three and zero right now. But they collapsed in the second half of the season and made the NIT, but that was it. Uh, so I've got Wisconsin second. Illinois, I still like the ninth-ranked team in the country. Uh, even without Terrence Shannon, I think they're a very good basketball and team. And that's that's why I took them out of my top five. I've yeah. got them about seven because I think Terrence Shannon is that important. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State, I have fourth. Nebraska, fifth. And then Michigan State, Indiana. I, I just think Nebraska beat Michigan State, so I'm putting ahead of both Michigan State and Indiana because they beat them. Uh, I know they're two and two, and that Michigan loss or Minnesota loss on the road, where he had a huge lead at halftime, I think could come back to haunt Nebraska at some point. I don't think so. 
I, I mean, it's on the road. I, I get it. You, you blew a, a game Minnesota, that you had. Minnesota's a, a good basketball yeah, team. They're 11-3. I think they are. It, it, at the end of the day, if Nebraska does what I think we're all thinking and expecting they can do, if they stay healthy, because we're um, talking about two guys right now that, that you know, got dinged up yesterday, I think I, I predicted 18 and 13, and I think I was wrong. I, I think they're more along the lines of a, of a 21 and 10 team. Um, I I, th- I really truly do, and if they're twenty one and ten, uh, you know they're they're five hundred or better in the conference. I think they're they're talking about an eight or a nine seed, not last one in. Yeah. So uh, you know that that's why I don't know that that Minnesota game is going to be like, oh my gosh, if they wouldn't have blown that lead, they would have got it. I don't know. I don't think it's going to get to that. Looking at the schedule, it's going to be tough to to beat a number one team in the country. I, I think back, uh, you mentioned it in seventy or eighty two. Eighty two uh, was their last win over a number one ranked team. I want to say when Judd Heathcote brought that team, that Michigan State team, uh, is ninety ninety one. I believe they were like second in the country. Yes, I, I, they, I know they weren't number one, but but um, yeah. And then you've had a few others. Uh, the Wilt Chamberlain team is probably the most famous win over a number one ranked team. Nebraska beat Wilt Chamberlain uh, with a bad, oh, mediocre to bad basketball team. Uh, but this would be huge for Nebraska, and PBA will be rocking. I think Nebraska has the size. I really wish Blaze Cada were available, um, and I don't think he's going to be available. But once you get by Purdue, then you've got, you're at Iowa, and Iowa's not Which, great this year, but they did win yesterday. Um, well, they're one and three in the conference, and they have not looked anything like a no, Fran McCaffrey team. They, they don't look like they have in the past, but it is on the road. I get yep. Um, then you've got Rutgers on the road. Rutgers so is you got, not you, good. You got to, but they're rugged. I mean, they're they're a rugged basketball team. They're not good. You're right. Uh, then you've got Northwestern. That, a lot of offensive firepower. And they may be the surprise. They may be a three or uh, the third or fourth seed coming out or going into the Big Ten tournament with a double bye. If you could, out of the next, say, you know, you got Purdue, then Iowa, Rutgers, uh, Northwestern, Ohio State, and Maryland, if you could win three to four of those games. I, I just taking a quick peek. I'm thinking four and two. I'm, I'm going to say we do not pull the upset on Tuesday, which I think we can if everybody's healthy or if Casey goes off or if, you know, the, the other thing, we've got so many guys like CJ. Well, what happens if CJ is is four of six from three? Casey yeah. uh, is five of nine from three. Williams hits two or three. Gary hits two. I, it, health it, is a big concern. It, will will Williams is, be available? Exactly. But I'm just saying, like, don't don't just automatically say Purdue's a loss. But by the way, Jamarcus Lawrence, we've been hard on him at, at times because he's just learning the point guard position. He's played much better as of late. As of late, he really has. Yeah. Uh, the jam thumb would be important for Nebraska because yep. I think he is starting to play really well and could become a Pretty good point guard. Yeah. Casey, uh, he's one of those guys that against Indiana, he played really well. But then he came back in Madison, offensively played really well. Yeah. 17 points. Um, he just spaces the floor. He's so important to this basketball team. But I do wish they had one more big, a Blaze Kata. Yep. Uh, does Matar Jop play at some point more minutes this season. I mean, you're going to be facing guys like Zach Eady a lot in this league. Yeah, situationally, I kind of wonder if we might see Jope this weekend, or this weekend, this Tuesday against Purdue. Um, if nothing else, for five fouls. Yeah. Uh, just go out and, and and you know, physical him up. You know, yeah. let him know that we are a physical team type yeah. of thing. But after Purdue, you're at Iowa, at Rutgers. I Realistically, no, one and one's not good enough there. Those are two teams you should beat. I don't care if it's away. I think that you 
Nebraska needs to win those two. I think Northwestern at home is going to be a hell of a game. We've been great at home yeah. outside of the Creighton game, but that's going to be a whale of a game. And then you got Ohio State at home. Nebraska's got to win that thing. And then at Maryland, I, I'm not saying that it's a guaranteed win, but man, I think they can win it. So. Uh, as we mentioned earlier in the show, Dante Dowdell, Dowdell uh, committed uh, the Oregon running back, transferred from Oregon to Nebraska, and he's uh, he's now officially a Husker. Isaiah Naor uh, also committed over the weekend. We're still waiting on what Jamal Banks decides to do. We we talked to uh, BC uh, Brian Christofferson of Husker twenty four seven. He says uh, Michigan still might be in it for Jamal Banks. We'll see. Um, Stephen Thompson uh, was another one, the linebacker from Syracuse. Apparently, Florida State still in on it with him. So, but he's one of those guys, Syracuse. You would think that Tony White would have somewhat an advantage to get him. Uh, but we'll talk about all of that a little uh, Husker football recruiting transfer portal in particular with Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. We'll do that coming up next.